Hey, I'm Matt Simpkins, pastor of Christ South, and this is our podcast. Thanks for listening. I hope this builds you up. I hope this helps you in your faith. I hope this helps you to see God at work. We'll see you at the end of the podcast. In minutes and not move around. Um, good morning, everybody. I'm so thankful to be here to be able to do this. Uh, pastor Matt giving me the opportunity. It's a blessing, and um, I hope you guys are hanging in there. We always ask, this is day what? 865 or somewhere, anywhere, somewhere along those lines. Um, and I want you guys to understand, too, this shirt that I have on this morning, uh, Fusion, it represents our youth group at Christ Lutheran Churches. And I just want, um, I wore it today to honor the kids, um, the middle schoolers, the high schoolers, the college kids. Um, you guys have had, just like the rest of us, your life flipped upside down. And I'm just, um, I'm so proud of you guys for the effort, the energy you guys have put in um, to schoolwork and whatever it is you do. So God bless you guys. And um, all our kids hang in there, continue to hang in there. Um, you guys are um, on our prayers, and uh, we love you and are thinking about you. So, as I thought about the message this morning, um, I wanted to start with this. I love a good battle scene in a movie. And I'm not talking just any battle scene, I'm talking that final battle scene. You know what I'm getting at? That good versus evil, that final stance that good takes, takes against the bad guys. But what I love sometimes even more are the moments that lead up to that final battle scene. That moment when those who are going to be involved understand the magnitude of that battle and they're confident in their purpose. They know exactly what they're there for and they know exactly what they're fighting for. And what I want to do is give you guys a couple of examples of what I mean. And the first comes from the movie Glory. And it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Now, if you've never seen the movie, it's about the 54th Regiment out of Massachusetts. It's a regiment made up of slaves who have escaped the South to go fight for the Union. And they're getting ready to go into battle where they're going to try and take this Confederate fort. And they know that there is going to be bloodshed. They know there's going to be death. And they know that they're going to suffer. And yet the night before, they all gather around a campfire. And they're singing old spiritual hymns, they're talking with one another, and one of the guys gets up and says this, tomorrow we go into battle, and when we do, let me fight with a rifle in one hand and the good book in the other. And if I should meet my end, if I should die, I have no fear because I know I'm with Jesus. I have no fear. It's just a great moment. Another movie for you, the end of Star Wars, the original one. Not eight, ten, whatever. Number four, A New Hope, the one that the first one I ever saw. And it was that moment as Luke Skywalker was getting ready to get into his X-wing fighter to go into the final battle where the uh, Rebel Alliance was going to try and destroy the Death Star. And him and Han Solo are having this conversation, and Han tells Luke he's leaving. He's not going to fight this battle. And Luke is kind of ticked off with him, and they kind of end on a bad note, or at least that's what you think. And as Luke is turned around and getting ready to get into his X-Wing fighter, Han turns to him and says, Luke, may the force be with you. And the interesting part about that is in the entire movie, Han looks at the force as a joke. Some kooky voodoo religion, I think, is what he says. But I got to believe at this point, he knew exactly what Luke needed to hear. You see, Luke lived by the force. It's who he was. It was greater than himself. And I think Han knew he needed to hear that. So he told him that. One other scene for you, and probably one of my favorite scenes of all time, and Ashley, I'll try not to give the movie away. Um, Avengers Endgame, a great movie. And um, for me, out of all the battle scenes I've ever seen in movies, this one is really kind of the ultimate good versus evil. 
and it's the Avengers, and they're getting ready to go against Thanos. And as they get ready to do this, all the Marvel characters appear. And when they appear, and get this, all the Marvel characters come from different backgrounds. They all have different stories. But they're here to fight against evil, and they all have some special suit or armor that gives them confidence. It, what gives them their strength, Spider-Man in his spider suit, Iron Man in his armor, Captain America with his shield, um, they all get that, that, that power from something bigger than themselves. And so that's what I love about all three of those movies. All three of them, all of these people are putting their faith in something bigger than themselves. So what does that have to do with today's message? As I thought about it, I could only say it in this simple way. We are in a battle. We're in a battle. We are living in a very abnormal time for all of us. All of us have had our life flipped upside down. This virus has produced some negative stuff. We get that. And it's not only been negative for our community, but our nation and our world. There's been death. There's been loss of jobs, small businesses, big businesses closing down, parents trying to homeschool their kids, seniors in high school, seniors in college who've had their senior year ripped from them, the back and forth of politics, um, the list goes on and on. On the other side of it, there's also been some positives from it. Family time, maybe you've started a hobby, planted a garden, um, finished reading that book you were never going to uh, finish reading. Um, there's been some positives. For me, personally, it's been being able to spend some time with my three boys and Lori. To, together as a family, we've had family game night, and I've learned that we are very competitive people <laughs> all the way around the horn. Um, some of them have ended nicely, <laughs> some not so nice. Um, we've had meals out on the deck and just breathe for a moment. We've watched Will do some great things online, uh, theater opportunities he, he's had online. I've had the chance to work out with Nate as he gets ready for football season. Um, hopefully they have one. Lori and I have been watching old movies, um, and I didn't think I was a movie fan in terms of old movies, but Cary Grant, Audrey Hepburn, Gene Kelly, Jimmy Stewart, just some great movies. Uh, we've watched those and really enjoyed it. Um, and we've had the chance to get ready um, to help Jack move on to his next stage of life. A week from today, Jack will move to Beckley, West Virginia to start his career in broadcast journalism. And I can't tell you as a parent how special that's been to spend that time with him. These months just kind of um, watching him bring it all together as he gets ready to uh, take that next step. And it's just been special. So it's been a chance for us to all kind of come together and breathe. Now, the reason I brought up the negative and the positives of this virus is this. Some of us have seen the negative effects. Some of us have seen the positive. Maybe you haven't seen either one. But what we've all seen is an ugliness. And what I mean by that is, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like I've been asked to choose a side. You know, it seems like ever since this virus has started, there's been two sides, a battle going on. Those who take it lightly, and those who take it serious. Now, this past week, of course, you know, Governor Cooper stated that phase two would reopen some things for the state. We went from stay at home to safer at home. Some businesses were allowed to open with certain restrictions. Some businesses remain closed. And I don't know about you guys, but all I've really seen and heard 
is this kind of nastiness that's gone on. Um, people arguing with one another, whether it's out loud or on news channels or social media, people just going back and forth at each other. And what I'm scared of is that this virus has gotten more about what we want instead of the virus itself. And it's gotten so bad to a point that, and I'm being honest and real here, people, and if you know me, I'll be real, the church has started to suffer a little bit. Now, granted, we've done great things, and churches have opened up all of this online media and done some great things to bring people together. But there's also been conversations about whether or not your church should be open or not. And I've actually read online where it's gotten ugly, where people have gotten, that I know who are good Christian people, have gotten to these back and forths about whether your church should be open. Let me give you an example. I read um, one of the posts, and um, let me preface this by going, we should probably all get off social media at some point, unless you're just watching baby pictures or the good things. Um, you know what I'm getting at. But what went down was this. Our church is going to continue to do online. And I'm not necessarily talking Christ South. I just saw this. Our church is going to do online until we feel it's safe to be back meeting face-to-face. And the first response was, do you not love God as much as we do? You don't want to worship. And it just floored me. Because, number one, the church has always been open. The building closed, but the church has always been open. And we know that. But amongst all this nastiness, among all this back and forth, it got me asking this question. And I say this from the bottom of my heart. What are we doing? What are we doing? Why are we allowing what we want take the place of what's important? And that is taking care of one another. Why are we worried about what we want? You know, if I'm correct, brothers and sisters, the Bible never mentions what Jeff Taylor wants. The Bible never mentions what Pastor Matt wants or what you want. If I'm correct, the Bible says, love the Lord your God with all your soul, your heart, your mind, your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Love one another. So my question is this, how do we do that and get rid of all the junk that's going on right now? And I'm going to answer that with this simple question. Whose armor are you wearing? Whose armor are you wearing? In Ephesians 6, it says, finally be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you've done everything to stand, stand firm then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fit with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And this is the word of the Lord in which we say, thanks Thanks be to God. You see, right off the bat, Paul tells us to be strong in his mighty power. Not Paul's, but God's. Not in my power, not in your power. No one else's. And then he says, put on the full, arm, the full armor of God. So as I got to thinking about this full armor of God, is there any other armor? 
um, and what is that armor? And it hit me, to me it's simply the armor of man. And what I mean by that is this, and I'm going to use 1 Samuel and the story of David versus Goliath to kind of drive this home. After King Saul agrees to let David go out and fight Goliath, it says this in verse 38, and this isn't up on the screen, so I'm just going to read it out loud. Then Saul dressed David in his own tunic. He put a coat, coat of armor on him and a bronze helmet on his head. David fastened on his sword over the tunic and tried walking around because he was not used to them. He said to Saul, I cannot go in these because I'm not used to them. So he took them off. And then what did he do? He took his staff in his hand, chose five smooth stones from the stream, put them in the pouch of his shepherd's bag, and with a sling in his hand, approached the Philistine. And of course, we all know how that story ends. You see, the king offered David armor to wear, but it was something he couldn't wear. Maybe it was too heavy. Maybe it was too big. But David knew he could not go into battle with that on, with that piece of armor. He knew he could not defeat the evil giant with the armor that was offered to him. So what did he do? He put on the armor of God. He knew he got to wear it. He took a staff, a sling, and five stones, and on that day, he defeated evil. And brothers and sisters, the good news is this. We get to wear that armor. A belt of truth secured around our waist that keeps everything pulled together. Paul says that this is knowing God's truth by getting into God's word. And as you get into God's truth and God's word, it's all about what God can do in us. Right. It's not about us. Loving one another, knowing that we had a heavenly father who loves us so much that he gave his son to die for us. That good could defeat evil. A breastplate of righteousness. You guys know what I'm talking about, that robe and covering kind of used as a bulletproof vest, protects the heart. Paul here is reminding us to rely on Christ's righteousness, Christ's ability, Christ's works, and not our own. We get to put on the shoes of the gospel of peace. And here's what I want to drive home today. We're to be for unity, compassion, understanding, and reconciliation. We're not here to divide. We're not here to seek to win. We're not to overpower or be argumentative. We get to have a shield of faith that is nourished through worship, prayer, reflection, and confession. And that doesn't need to take place in a building. It's an intentional daily walk with our Lord. How do we grow in worship? How do we go in prayer? How do we grow in reflection and confession? It's a relationship with God. Because without God on our side, it's, it's, it's not going to happen. It's about that relationship with him. And finally, we get to put on the helmet of salvation. It not only protects our brain, but our mind. Brothers and sisters, we need to drown out the outside noise. What's controlling your thoughts as we go through all of this? Is it TV? Is it news? Is it social media? A little bit of advice, stay off social media. Uh, <laughs> it gets rough, but you guys know what I'm talking about with social media. It's grown to this part of taking sides. What side are you taking? So let me ask you this. Whose armor are you wearing? Is it the armor of God or the armor of man? Let me go back to verse 11 where Paul writes, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's scheme. The devil's scheme. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I believe that the devil caused this virus, that he is responsible for sending all this sickness. I don't believe that for a second. But what I do believe is that he can and has messed with us enough that we start to argue with one another. 
that we start to divide, that we start taking sides. Whether it's your thoughts on the economy, political party, what is open, what is closed, wear a mask, don't wear a mask. You see, there's a battle going on, and for the devil, he sees us as a prize, a much bigger prize. It has nothing to do with virus. This is for our souls. And what he thinks is if I can open that door a little bit, then I can kick it in because they're weak. And brothers and sisters, we are not weak. We have the armor of God on, and that makes us stronger than anything that he can bring our way. But let me tell you what I mean by kicking the door open a little bit. Last Sunday, I sat down to watch the NASCAR race from Darlington. And it was great, I don't know about you guys, but just having live sports on. Now it was NASCAR, so we can debate whether it's a sport or not. Anyway, um, but I decided to sit down and watch it. And it was great. But as I started to watch it, I got on NASCAR's Facebook page because they have some great stuff. Now let me tell you that NASCAR had done everything they could to make sure this event went on. There was social distancing, there was wearing the mask, and they really did a good job. But the comments on that NASCAR Facebook page was all about wearing the mask and the social distancing and how wrong it was. There was this evil, nasty back and forth. It wasn't about racing. It was about taking sides. And along the line, I did read one person's post who said this. He said, can't we just all enjoy the race and love one another? Now, let me tell you where the devil comes into play. People started bashing that. And it was 10 or 15 comments. A little bit later, he posted again, you're all idiots. We had gone from this nice loving message to you're all idiots. But the devil had started to kind of crack that door open a little bit. You see, the devil is involved in this and we don't talk about the devil a lot. But I also want you to know this, and we know this, and we don't need to be reminded. That devil has already been defeated by the power, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. He has already defeated that devil and he has no power over us we get to wear the armor of God given to us by a heavenly father who loves us and the devil can never defeat that never so here's what I want to encourage you to do put on the full armor of God and stand firm in that good news that the devil cannot win the day that we are here to love one another don't let the devil in and know that God has your back. But you know what? So does the church. The church has your back, and I mean us. I don't mean the building. We're going to stand with one another. We're going to love on one another. What does that look like? You talk with that person whose business was shut down and is struggling to make it and wants everything to reopen. No matter what you think, no matter what you feel, put on that armor of God. Love on that person. Pray for that person. Listen to them. On the other side, if you talk with that person who believes everything needs to stay shut down and that everybody should be doing this and I'm going to stay in my house, put on the armor of God. Love on them. Pray for them. Listen to them. You get on social media. Don't. Um, mask or no mask, wherever you stand on that, that's not important. What important is, is how we are supporting one another and loving one another. And we, 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 in order to do that, we got to find that good news that we get to wear that armor of God. We get to show that peace and love. And it just hit me 
and I didn't have this written down, but as I was talking about all this, tomorrow's Memorial Day, where we honor and pay our respects to all those who have fought for our country and paid the ultimate sacrifice. Tomorrow, pray for them, pray for their families, but don't let all that be in vain. We live in a country where we can love on one another. We can pray for one another. We can live in peace, but we gotta have that armor of God on. So let me wrap up by saying this, and I'm gonna go back to the Avengers movie, where they show up for the final battle. All of them have different stories, but all have faith in their armor. So brothers and sisters, we are God's Avengers. Every one of us comes from a different background. We're all in different boats. But in the end, it's all about loving one another. It's all about standing firm. It's all about putting on that armor of God from the belt of truth to the helmet of salvation. Stand firm, love one another, and use it. God's Avengers Assemble. Amen. All right, I hope that was helpful. If so, I ask you a couple of things. One, share this with a friend so that they can hear some good news in their life too. And if you want to continue that impact beyond, we ask that you go to ChristSouth.org to the online giving tab and give to this ministry so that we can continue to share this with others. We'll see you on the next podcast or maybe in person at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings at Polo Ridge Elementary in Charlotte, North Carolina. Blessings and peace. Have an awesome week.